It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is Gobert's Radio. It is uh, getting a little bit, uh, what is it, supposed to rain today at some point? Yes. It's getting a little overcast, but uh, we are... Happy to kick off your Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, you can eventually get into cracking some beers. Maybe drop a little whiskey in your glass. But we're here to talk about the birds. James Seltzer, John Barchard, 888-729-9494. Seltz, how you feeling, buddy? So we were supposed to wait to crack the whiskey. Yeah, that's about, according to... My let me, bad, hold guys. On, let, me check My the, bad. let me just check the... Yes, we were supposed to wait on the whiskey. I'm feeling good, Johnny. I'm feeling good. We got a, uh, a fun sports city right now, which... Uh, I think we take for granted a little bit how long it was awful here, and now things are good. Exciting. So much so that a bad preseason game has not shocked anybody or got anybody panicked or worried or anything. But uh, right at the top, obviously, you heard uh, Glenn Rice speaking about it. Um, the Mort Report saying that Wentz is back to working out on 11 on 11s. I'm sure there won't be a thousand peppered questions at Doug Peterson tomorrow afternoon during a press conference about, you know, why did you suddenly decide that Wentz is back and uh, it's because the medical staff said he's okay to go, and it's going to be a whole ongoing thing, which I, I don't, and Mort even said, Foles' apparent injury uh, that he got in the preseason, it's not, a, it's not a reason why he's getting cleared for 11-on-11 that didn't go into the decision, nor should it, uh, nor are the Eagles a stupid football team, so if you believe that in the first place, uh, you probably belong on the other side of that, but there is... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I, there's a few things to take away from the preseason game that stuck out to me, especially me. I've been really high on Ronald Darby and how he's been playing from OTAs to training camp, and now you're seeing him really locked in uh, during this. But um, I don't know if there is should be any kind of concern going into. It's not even really concern. I'm just expecting a slow start, James. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, there's there's too Ooh. many guys that are banged up right in the beginning. Foles doesn't really look like Nick Foles, and I'm not even judging on the... We know that Nick Foles has done that before in regular season games and preseason games. I'm not even factoring in the performance. He just doesn't really look like himself. I don't know if everybody's slogged down from... It was a long season. You went out and celebrated. Not that there's a Super Bowl hangover. It's just, you know, and then we're not even sure if Alshon Jeffrey is going to be ready for week one. We're not sure if uh, what's going on with Mac Hollins and Nelson Aguilar and so on and so on. I just think we're, we're, we're preparing ourselves, or we should prepare ourselves, for a little bit of a slow start. Here. Yeah, look, I think it's certainly possible, and obviously the Wentz news is 
is great news. And, you know, I think a lot of us have gone back and forth on whether Carson will be ready to start the season. I have been more shading on the side of, of unlikely, more so because of what you said. I think ultimately everyone can agree that Wentz's long-term health and long-term viability far more important than a couple of games start the season potentially. But I'm a lot more worried about the injuries in terms of the slow start happening than I am of the, the performance in game two. Remember game two from the preseason last year, they looked pretty atrocious as well. Yeah. I think Doug is, is not a, I think in the preseason, he really, really scales it back. Everyone scales it back. It seems like Doug does nothing. Offensively, he is doing nothing, especially for his... Didn't as, stop Tom and Bill, apparently. Creative, but that's the thing, is, is they were game <laughs> yeah. planning, so that's fine. Let them have their little preseason win, 41-33 to 33 is what I will say to that, but... I think that I think that Doug really scales it back. I'm not taking any worries away. I don't like that they were very, uh, it seemed, unprepared to play. I think that's something you address with the team. But in terms of the performance on the field, I'm not too worried. Foles, I'm not as worried as you seem to be. I think Foles, assuming the shoulder's fine, I'm fine with how Foles looked. It was uh, you know, not a lot of starters in there, backup line, Patriots scheming a little bit. But, look, I think the injuries, and whether it's Wentz, whether it's Jeffrey, Brandon Graham, hopefully looks like he might be ready to start the well, season, but who knows? You haven't yeah, seen a lot of, know. you know, so uh, there's a lot of questions there. So I think if you're worried about something, it's all the injuries. Now that's going to play out. Yeah. It's the, it's just a, a big group of them. And, um, yeah, and especially when you mentioned the, the offensive line, I mean, oof, I started immediately after that game going like, all right, uh, maybe, maybe big V can't exactly hold this down. And he's that normal swing tackle that we're all accustomed to. That's going to be great in a backup role. But in 2019, the Eagles are definitely going to need to draft an, uh, an offensive tackle. And, you know, 13 pressures, 13 pressures on one guy is, is bad in anything. And uh, wasn't a great performance by him by, you know, I mean, Adrian Claiborne from, uh, was there and, and he handled his business. And then you had a guy that missed all of last season, who was basically a rookie going up against him and, uh, it's not great. I'm sure Jeff Stoutland is going to be. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how much stock is anybody really putting into it? Not much. I mean, it's it's just the second preseason game. And we put stock into things when they go great and we overreact to that. Shouldn't overreact to anything that's going bad. However, I, it, there's this thing that's brewing. And I don't know if it's just because people just want to say it or be ready. But there are a couple of beat writers that have been going along and suggesting, hey, uh, is there a chance that Nate Sudfeld is going to have to start a couple of games Almost immediately, you know, like they're almost downplaying Nick Foles is injury. Like it's it could be worse than they're leading on to it or something. And it's it's I don't know where that's coming from either. But uh, this kind of goes back to a lot of what we were saying in the offseason where Nate does look a little more competent, a little more confident. And I, 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 maybe this is crazy to say I'd be OK if that happens if you have to start him for a couple of games. Hey, look, Nick, uh, Nate Sutherland looked great. He made some NFL grown man type throws in that game. There's no question. But if Nick Foles is healthy, and if Nate Sudfeld is healthy, Nick Foles is your starting quarterback if Wentz can't go. Of course. Period. End of story. And and, and, and that's the way it should be. None of this. I'm sorry. I know that Nick Foles has had times where he looks like a pumpkin, but... We oh, saw, it's uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's coming. What we, but we've also <laughs> you know, seen yeah. we've also seen the upside of what Nick Foles can do. And Absolutely, I'm, I'm willing to to go with that, especially in the first game of the season, raising the banner, all that. I, I think there's a lot of juice there. But uh, to your point, I look. I, I think Nate Sudfeld has shown a lot, and it is really exciting to see the type of asset that he could become for this team down the road. Potentially, you can get something for him. All that type of stuff. 
And I think ultimately after this season, he's your backup to Carson Wentz, no question, and you love the development. But again, to the point of a second preseason game, he made some great throws, but that doesn't mean that when the lights are bright and the game is real that he's going to be able to handle that type of pressure yet. Sure, of course. Yeah, I, that's a, it's more just out of curiosity. And I think it's because... We have we. This is a, the first preseason that we've all experienced this, right? Like we are going like, well, what, what should we feel? What should it? What should be here? What should be there? And doesn't it feel like a lot of people are trying to find something wrong with this? Absolutely, with this team. And like, what is the concern going into it? I don't have any concerns going into the season. I just want people to be aware that this is not going to go as smoothly as everyone intends it to be in the first five or six games because of the amount of injuries that you have because uh, there isn't a lot of... there's And there's not a lot of things up in the air. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about Kamu Gruje-Hill, who I love dearly, and has been playing really well at the wheel linebacker position, and Jordan Hicks' health. Basically, everything that we surmise from here until the season actually starts is all going to be about health. It's not going to be about talent. It's not going to be about this guy winning over this guy and how that's going to improve the team. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Shelton Gibson, is that an X factor? You're damn right he is now. And I wonder if special teams becomes that next thing. And look at look at where we have to go to find something that would impact this team further than it already has in its, during its Super Bowl time. Shelton Gibson is going to be involved more than likely now. He's made the team, obviously, obviously. Uh, after two long bombs. And then his kickoff returns have been phenomenal. So that's it. I mean, what else is going to be the X factor for the season that would change your view one way or the other. Carson Wentz starting week one, it's not because, oh, thank God Carson is there. It's going to be, is that too early or is that too not? I think this is a rush. I think it isn't. It's not about the talent. It's not about the talent of Jason Peters. It's not about the talent of Fletcher Cox. It's all there. It's crazy. There's, there is, you're trying to think of things to be concerned about, and the only thing I can think of is health. That's yeah, it. And, and again, that, and I'm not as worried about a slow start as you are. The injuries are the only reason I would worry, but I still think they're going to be fine. I think the Atlanta game will be tough. Obviously, Atlanta will come in here, chip on their shoulder. We've seen numerous instances, including last year in New England when Kansas City roughed them up in that opener. The Super Bowl team doesn't always come out with their banners and play as well as you expect them to. So that's a tough game, but... I, there's been so much hype about how great the AFC South's going to be all of a sudden. Really? <laughs> Are the Titans really that good? Are the Colts really that good? I know Andrew Luck is a, Andrew Luck is a difference maker, but I'm not scared of those teams. I think the Bucks stink, and I think they're going to stink. Oh, they're terrible. So, uh, look, I, I know that the Falcons game could be tough, but I think they win the next three. I really do. I'm not too worried about it. And, again, we've talked about this a lot, but I think it really matters when looking at a team that just won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz, Jordan Hicks, Jason Peters, Chris Maragos, Darren Sproles, those guys want to win as badly as anyone could possibly want to win. And the rest of the team, they're the leaders of the team. I think that's going to be such a motivating factor for this team to to have that drive, to have that passion, that I'm not as worried about it right now. 888-729-9494. Also today, because it is a big, big weekend. This is the first big weekend of fantasy football. Uh, we're going to go through some do's and don'ts. All through the show. But if you have fantasy questions, I mean, James is here. Him and Sigmund Bloom do a fantastic show. It finally came back this week in fantasy. It's in our feed right now at Go Birds Pod. You can find it there. Uh, also on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Omni Studios and Radio.com where all you can find uh, your fine podcast uh, outlets there. But yeah, uh, a lot of big do's and don'ts uh, coming your way. And also uh, kind of like, I, I think it's time that if you're a fantasy person, 
You need to ditch. I am so about, about auction drafts now. Ah, you're speaking 100% my language, 100% about Johnny. auction drafts. If you're doing a snake speaking draft. Speaking my language right here. Like we're going to do uh, tomorrow at Chickies and Pete's with the whole WIP staff. It's ridiculous. Snake drafts are ridiculous. Uh, they should be outlawed. So should standard leagues. There's a lot of things that I just kind of you know want to get off of my chest. If there's something that you need fantasy-wise, James is here to help you today for sure. We both are. but It's, it's a cliche, but it's the cliche that everyone uses for this and everyone who's in the know. And they are a hundred percent right. Auction is chess, and snake drafts are checkers. Yeah. Like it's that big a difference. Auctions, you have complete control over who you can buy. You know what you can build your team the way you want to build it, and be smart about your money. It's such a tougher, more fun, more strategic type of thing. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's kick things off today with. Our good friend Mitchie Tools in Center City. What's up, Mitchie? Whoa! First up, guys. How you doing? Happy good. summer, whatever's left of it. Yeah. You still <laughs> too, to Happy humidity to everybody, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, Could use that, Rain. A friend of mine just emailed me. We're going to bet. He says he's going. you're going to see Foles for five games. Ooh. I, and I, I, the reason is, we have nothing to lose. Whence is our long-term answer? This guy is like gold. So I, I, I said, I'm... I said, you know, Wentz, you won't see him for four or five games. I think this is going to be a doctor's decision, but it's also going to be a long-term decision, uh, you know, just with the team in general. And, you know, what I'm taking from preseason, the, the, whole, the whole play, we, our schemes aren't revealed, and I'm not taking much from preseason, but I don't think you're going to see Wentz in for four or five games. And I want your your thoughts on that because I think Ooh, I think four or five games is going to be a, a long time. I think that's too long, and I know yeah, that I the agree. timeline is already like, hey, it's that first week, week in September is going to be nine months, and uh, it, it, yeah. But I think coming off of a Super Bowl win, we have to look going into the season like. And I'm still Mitchie, watching the Mitchie, I'm still watching I think the game. I think your your the theory behind what you're saying is correct. As we said before, Wentz's long-term health, making sure he's here and successful oh. for, for a decade plus is more important than a couple games. But I think that what you're underrating here is that Carson Wentz is a physical freak. He is a genetic freak. He is a work ethic he freak. He is just further ahead than most people would be in the recovery at this point. And when it gets to a point where if the doctors say he can't hurt himself more, he's going to play. Right. Yeah. But if I was the coach also, and I don't want to run too long on this, I would sort of be like, okay, we, I'm looking at my Super Bowl ring. I want to go into this season a little cautious. Even I hate to say, even if it costs us a couple games that we lose, this guy is here long term. And then, oh, I mean, Mitchie, I think they are thinking that way, and I appreciate the call, bud. However, we can't say two things out of the sides of our mouth at the same time. Howie Roseman cannot make a ton of different moves to go, our goal is to go back to the Super Bowl this year, and we're also concerned about our long-term future. And I know that you're trying to find that blend. If Carson Wentz is out more than, you know, uh, four or five games, whew, I mean, you're, you're starting to talk like, okay, uh, you need to be in the positive by the time that you need to be above 500 after those five games because it's not like it was last year. You lost to the Chiefs. Then you didn't lose for nine more games. Yep. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah, and on top of that, too, look, again, it's all about his health. Uh, but if the doctors clear him, the quicker he gets back, the quicker he gets back to being Carson Wentz. You know, when he steps back on the field, it's going to take time. There's going to be rust, all that type of stuff. There's no reason to belabor that. There's no reason to wait longer on that. Again, this is all with the caveat that he can't hurt himself more. If he is sure. stable, if the knee is stable, if he is fine, he is playing. He's the franchise quarterback of this team. He's a football player. 
You know, you can't, you're not babying him. There's a difference between being cautious and babying him. They need to be cautious, but when he's ready, he's ready. Yeah, 888-729-9494. Let's go to Chris in South Jersey. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I just want to, I just want to piggyback on what James was saying because, you know, the preseason we're seeing so much vanilla offense and vanilla play calling. You know, went to the first two, went to the first game and, and watched the second game the entire way, and, and I saw absolutely nothing special. So I'm not really worried about anything there. But I also want to talk about the slow start because I expect a slow start just like we did last year. And last year, we really didn't hit our stride until about, like, week four or five, like, right after that Giants game. Absolutely. But so, they were winning games, though, Chris. I agree, but they were winning games. They, they were winning games. That's true. And they, they were close in that Kansas City game, too. What was that, week two? So, you know, I, I do expect them to be competitive, but I really don't expect them to hit, hit their stride and really show who, who they are in, the, in 2018 until about week four or five. Yeah, I think that's about right, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Same but, thing with Wentz, too, like we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Even if Wentz does start week one or week two, he's not going to be the Carson Wentz we saw last year right away. It's going to take time. I, I think you're right about that. It's going to take time for guys to get back and be healthy and for everything to gel. Exactly, and that's that's why I'm not worried for the start of the season. I, I really do expect big things out of the team, even though that we're looking at some injuries. But, you know, that's, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to health. I just want to see these guys get back healthy and, and really get in there and, and really work together and gel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Chris. And we appreciate nice call, the phone Chris. call. Uh, but the only thing I'm going to say to that is, okay, but it's you're not just dealing with your quarterback either. You're dealing with one of your number one pass rushers. Uh, number maybe, one wide receiver. Yeah, maybe not on paper, but he is definitely your number one wide receiver. Um, you know, there's you're, just a, you're one of your you're, top D tackles. I mean, there's a lot. There's of, a lot that's yeah. there that's different. No and yeah, they've they've attributed that too. I mean, they've got Mike Wallace. They went and got you know Elodie Nada, and they've done stuff. Michael but. Bennett and all that. But it doesn't mean that it, it's going to be uh, gelled and ready to rock and roll. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We'll keep continuing on with the Eagles, but fantasy questions. Oh, they are needed. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's the Go Birds Radio Show right here, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles have made a huge move. Just as we were going <laughs> off the air, welcome in from your world champion Philadelphia Soul, Darius Prince, wide receiver from Siena. How about that, Siena College? <laughs> Which makes sense because there's a there's a lot of injuries and there's everybody's banged up in the wide receiving core. Mac Hollins didn't go, Nelson Aguilar didn't go in the preseason, uh, but we have to go, uh, say goodbye to our good friend uh, Adam Wraith, who is uh, playing a D line D tackle. It's kind what of they, been in it's there. What they so. call a camp body, John. It's a camp body, but uh, a lot of camp bodies in here as well as we're uh, trying to make our way through the preseason. Like I am dying for this to speed up. You know, like none of this. Uh, I'm, it'll be interesting what happens against the Browns. It's Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, John Barchard, all hanging out with you. 888-729-9494. I just want to see... Uh, I, I I don't know if I need to see Nick have a good game or not. I don't, I don't. think I do. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm more interested... I watched him have one of the worst games of all time and then go out and have two of the best games <laughs> right. of all time. We know what you're, you're getting out of it. I don't know if he needs the reps, though. You know, Doug Peterson had said... He wants guys to have 65 snaps from all four preseason games. You know, live action, he thinks that's Except enough to go into v, there. you got 75 in one game. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Keep working. Uh, you know, you're probably not going to see Jason Peters that much. I don't know how much of a, I, don't think I would say a, a first quarter for everybody yeah. from the full starters. And some just of to those guys, you know, yeah. if Peters, if he plays a series, it's fine. I do want to see more of Nate Sudfield, though. Like, they should give him... 
every rep. Well, I love they that should they let did him that, play right? for three quarters they in the should, game three. Because we all know that Christian Hackenberg and Joe Callahan are not making this roster. Give are you Sudfeld- sure? Let's not just put the, <laughs> let's not close the book on Hack Give just yet. Sudfeld all the reps he can get. I'm very with you on that. Uh, but you know that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't need to see much. I also am just. It's not even a concern. I just have a feeling that they're gonna start out slow. It doesn't mean that they're gonna end poorly or. You know, I, I, I think be a negative Nancy, John, this season is going to be more exciting than last season in terms of like the run to the playoffs in the Super Bowl, because I think we're all going to have our butts clenched a little bit. I think they're going to need the, 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 you know, week 16 and week 17 to finally clear the hurdle, whether that's home field advantage or making sure that they secure the division. Uh, I, I in, in terms of when you look at the division, I know that we both agree that it's, it's still the Eagles. Uh, and that's not going to easily. It, it, in fact, I would say of all the divisions in the NFC, that is the one I feel most confident in. For some reason, I feel like Washington's going to be the annoying one this year. Though. I, look, I think I've said this before. It's probably not a very popular take, but I think Jay Gruden's a pretty good coach. Wow. Yeah. All right, so hold on. So just so everybody I knows. I think he does a nice job in, a, in the, a bad situation. Who's the dude that took over in Miami that you love that listened uh, to Metallica? I, well, I, that was a, I liked him. <laughs> I liked him tongue-in-cheek. I liked the. I was like, yeah, Oklahoma drills. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that Dan guy. Campbell. Dan Campbell, I, that's I didn't right. really like that. So, I thought it was fun to like Dan Campbell. I think Jay Gruden's an all right coach. I don't just, think he's bad. Just so we have a list of coaches that you know James likes. Uh, Dan Campbell. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, hell of a coach, I think hey. I've said. Christian Hackin, he, he was going to be a Doug Marone, Doug Marone, loves Doug Marone. Doug Marone did a good job last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Doug Marone's a good coach. Yeah. I'll fight on that Yeah, one. he totally made, he just turned around Blake Bortles' career. They went to the AFC Championship game that. last year. Oh awesome. my goodness. Oh yeah, we're going to. Doug Marone hate is strong. We are certainly going to get into the Jalen Ramsey stuff uh, towards the end of the show. But, uh, I mean, you know, I would say your coaching takes are, they're, or whatever. Great. I agree. They're pretty great. I would say that Jay Gruden is the perfect, perfect uh, poster child for mediocrity of just like. I think he's a oh. fine coach. Is my point. I think. I, I think. I'm Here's not a t- West Coast offense, I and you can run people, it. I think that people hate on Jay Gruden more than he deserves. That's my point. I mean, look at what he's done down there. He's done. Well, a it's nice very and, easy to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, just said, look at him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But no, he has done a good job. I think that. A uh, people job are under credit for yeah. that is more my point. The roster is uh, is still pretty good, um, ish. Eh, you know, like not, it's, really. <laughs> not that great. That's what I'm saying. Like I, for some reason, I think Dallas is going to be part of a, a a bigger downfall. I think this is the, the and every time we say that they somehow pull I think eleven wins stink. out of ten. But this is the year that like Jason Garrett and the whole crew just stinks. I think it's going to stink. I think they're going to be bad. And the Dak is going to be really bad. This yes, year. and Gi- the Giants will bounce back from. I think the Giants will be two better. wins, but yeah, uh, they'll be better. I, I think they'll be okay. I, I don't think Pat Shermer is a, a great coach, but I think he's fine. You know, he's a middle of the road coach, and they have enough offensive talent where I don't think they'll be atrocious. So this is the first year we're we're all uh, collectively, I think, looking at the NFC versus the NFC East because we know well they'll win the division anyway. They'll make the playoffs mm-hmm. no matter how slow the start, and maybe that's what saves them or whatever. But it also means you got to might have to play an extra playoff game. It means you're going to be on the road, and uh, I don't know. I'm just imagining a lot of things down the road. We don't know how the NFL season is ever going to go, but um, yeah, watch them go 16 and 0, right? Yeah, yeah they'll be like they'll, they'll. Yeah, that would be the ultimate. Is that is it's Eagles versus Patriots again? Except now they will be 19 and 0, and that's the that's the one that'll notch on their belt. But uh, do you think that the Eagles are going to have a slower start? than what we saw last year. I certainly think it's more of a possibility uh, than it's not just because of health and not in terms 
of talent or anything else. 888-729-9494. Also, welcoming all of your fantasy questions, if you have them. We know it's a big first weekend for everything. Uh, and I'm going to go to James uh, after we talk to a few people. I want to have your your number one don't do this this year take. I've already ready. got a list. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Uh, speaking of James, let's go to the other James in Delco. Uh, James, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. First time caller. Appreciate you calling in, man. Yeah, I listen to you guys every weekend. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I actually wanted to touch about the uh, Super Bowl banner going up. Okay. I'm actually one of the guys going to be installing them and unveiling them. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome, man. James, did you see uh, uh, Stephen Wisniewski's tweet about a day or two ago when he was uh, looking at the Patriots facility? He goes, this is the best thing I've ever seen with uh, the banner missing for 2017 uh, next to their facility. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I actually caught that on uh, Facebook. Somebody screenshot it. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's just going to be something very memorable. You know, like all these fans, a lot of diehard fans are waiting years and years, including myself. I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to hold back the tears. Yeah. Lifetimes, James. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hold back the tears for uh, this one when I do I it. I won't. I'm going to oh, let no, him flow. I'm, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, for I got a solid like <laughs> two and a half in, minutes. I'll be in tears. There's no question. <laughs> yeah, and that's, mean, that's the most exciting part, too. Is And nobody's like... Nobody's concerned about Atlanta. No one's focused on, hmm, you know, what uh, What are they looking like? What's Austin Hooper? What did he do last night? You know, what's uh, going on with Matt Ryan, et cetera, et cetera. We're not concerned about that. I don't, I'm not even concerned if they win the football game, to be honest. I'm just, I want to I be there for the ceremony and whatever happens after that, whatever. We'll deal with it in week two, three, or four. Yeah, I mean, we're the world champions. Yeah. You're damn right. That's, that's what it comes down to. But it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, the Eagles are really going all out for this. You know, it's the first first Super Bowl in years. Can you and, let us? Uh, are they bringing in ponies? What are they doing? Is it? Uh, I mean, is there going to be fireworks? What's? Uh, give us some I mean, details. I, there's a lot of classified information I can't really okay. reveal. Well, that's a good man right I, there. I can tell you that it's it's uh you're not going to miss that big championship sign anywhere. Nice, it's, awesome. It's, what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's good. You'll know that we're the champions. Oh, that's awesome, James. Awesome. Well, keep us updated, but, man. We appreciate you calling in for sure. It would you make know, sense, can be right? a little Look, insider. They went all out on the rings. They've gone all out on everything. Jeffrey Lurie has spared no expense, as well he shouldn't, because he's enjoyed this, too. It's been a long time coming for the organization, and obviously for all of us as fans. Blow it up, man. Do do everything. I'm all about that. I wonder if there's something that just almost where it's on the borderline of, wow, this is really exciting. It's like, wow, that's extremely petty. Like, that's what I'm kind of looking for. Or just like, well, like the, yeah, when the Patriots <laughs> did the, the whatever it was, 228, 283 rings or whatever like that. I love that. I'm all about the petty stuff. We're just like, we're the champs. Yeah. Let's rub it in everyone's faces. We, we welcome in the Atlanta Falcons and just spotlight this. This is where the ball went through Julio Jones' hands yes. at the end. Yes. And just spotlight that for. If we could have a moment of silence for the Atlanta Falcons, because they, you know, something along those lines, I would enjoy thoroughly. Or just, you know, Somebody maybe gets- you should just paint the end zones for the entire year forty-one thirty-three. Forget the Eagles logo. I love that. Just do that. That would be. Uh, I mean, it's not great for the players, the mentality, and Doug saying, "Please, I want to turn the page." And when was that? June nineteenth or whatever, yep. when OTAs wrapped up. Well. I don't think a lot of people have turned the page uh, in the city, nor should they. Let's go to Mike out there in Reading. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Doing great, man. Good. Hey, listen, I've been trying to get through for a couple of days. I just want to say something. I have been an avid uh, WIP listener for a long time, mm-hmm. but I have never heard such negativity from the staff there as I've heard in the last year. You know, last year we lost Peters, we lost Wentz, we lost uh, 
a linebacker. We lost a lot of people. And Doug Peterson and the team figured out how to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. We went 58 years without a championship in football. Not one word of gratitude do I hear. All I hear is that they're going to have a slow start. We're worried about all the injuries. We're worried about... I can't believe that there's oh, anybody... Mike, 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 we spent the last five months just glorifying and reveling and all that. And, and I'm with you. Like, we should always revel in it. But I think you're... I think we are now just looking ahead to the situation there and for this season. But I think it is vastly unfair to say that this radio station has not oh, been a, a bastion of positivity please. for the last five months. Dude, please. I work here every day, please. Mike. Are you please. kidding me? Like, this is my job. Please. This is I my life. I can't believe that any of the players or the staff of the Eagles even talk to you guys, especially that guy that's on with Ike. He is a nitwit. This guy talks crap. About everybody, Mike, every Mike, day. You're talking Mike, about Johnny Mike, Marks? Mike, you know who's a nitwit? You're a nitwit. <laughs> this is one of the worst calls I've ever received in my entire time working <laughs> in sports radio. That was Man. an atrocious call. All we've done for the last five months, and as we should, yeah. is revel. We talk about being Super Bowl champions every day. We we just played the Merrill montage the other day on the show just because. Yeah. We were playing the Patriots. Let's Jody Cameron literally teared up again, again listening to it. Jody yeah. Cameron's cried like five times on the air since the Super Bowl. What are you talking about, Mike? That was an awful, awful call. I remind everybody every five seconds that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And uh, by the way, especially, I know Mike wasn't coming to me. Because I was on Doug Island before anybody was on Doug Island, and I was telling everybody to calm down because he's a really good coach, and then he was, and then he was throughout the entire playoffs. My beliefs wasn't in Nick Foles or anybody else, but that guy that was running this team, and he's going to do it again. I'm not, I'm not even saying that this is going to be a disastrous season. I'm just telling you it's not going to be like it was last year. That's all. That's it. And, it, and I literally just got through saying it's going to be a lot more fun because it will be a lot more hard work and trying to get back there. The schedule's harder. The NFC, as the owner of the Eagles has already said, is like the NBA West. And it is. There's a lot of teams, the targets on the back. It's going to be fun. It goes from underdogs to come get some. It's awesome. I love that. I love that this fan base and this team is going to be the most hated. Now we Everybody was rooting for us against the evil empire and the Patriots. And boy, oh boy, I can't wait to taste some of that. I would love to be the evil empire now after all this. this is, that's the point of this. It's starting the dynasty. It's asking, do they have enough? They have plenty of talent. We've gone through that in the last 40 minutes of this show. Man, that's that was, all. That was an awful call. That was terrible. Luckily, when we come back, I see that we have one of the great callers in WIP history on the line to rectify that. It's true. We it's will very have a true. great call coming up after the break. I can guarantee that. 888-729-9494. That's James Seltzer. I am John Barcher. This is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer here with you till 3 o'clock. We're just negative Nancys, apparently, yeah. according to Mike. Yeah, we couldn't even... The other ridiculous thing, too, is just like John Marks, I think he went after, too. He was the only guy, because we are doing the Underdog Series right now, which you can go uh, check out on uh, any uh, any platform, radio.com, iTunes. Uh, we're going back through kind of everyone's takes from morning to night and, and the lead-up to uh, the Super Bowl run, which is really cool. And uh, I've listened to every single one of John Marks and Ike Reese's shows from uh you know january on uh to the super bowl they're the only show that was going hey uh what are you guys doing i'm tired of the negativity they still have a shot here yeah. so 
don't know. People will hear what they want to hear. Tattoo of Nick Foles on his back. All right. Pretty sure. Even if he was negative, I think that makes up for it. Uh, You know, like it does. Sorry, I was wrong. This is why I have the tattoo on my back. That was just a bad call from Mike. So I just got a text from uh, our good friend John Gentile. Uh, who Shout out I'm, to John Gentile. I'm doing college fantasy football for the first time ever. So aggressive. Which is, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm dipping my toes in. But it is a big fantasy football weekend for everybody, and everybody's setting up their draft order. James, uh, what's your first big rule of thumb going into a fantasy draft this weekend? Don't fall in love with specific players. Very excellent Don't point. go in and say, I'm getting this guy. This is my guy. I'm getting him no matter what. You have to let the draft come to you. You have to see how a draft shakes out. A lot of times you might think certain guys will be gone when you're up or, or whatever, and they're not. Don't go in saying, I need to get these specific guys because a lot of times you'll end up reaching, you'll end up not taking better players, all that type of stuff. It'll skew you. Don't fall in love with particular guys. Fall in love with the correct draft picks in the right spots. And also use tiers. I'll, tiers I'll are another. great. Tiers are huge. Put your players in tiers. So if it's, uh, you know, you're, Five running backs, you have kind of valued the same. Put those five there and then put a tier line. And then whatever group is in the next tier, whatever group is in the next tier, in that way, you start to see when a tier is running out. You start to see if, oh, my top tier running backs, there's only one guy left in that. But I still have four guys left in my top tier of wide receivers, and I have the so second. So stick with that. So, yeah. so take the running back. That's a big thing. Don't go well. with the run unless, like, you know, you're not going to pick for a while. Is, is, totally. is always well, a good Well, that's theory, another though. thing, too, though. Also, kind of with that in mind, don't take someone just because they're ranked there. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take someone who's ranked way lower. Believe in your evaluations. Believe in who you like. You know, don't don't necessarily just say, ah, you know, I, I really like Chris Hogan, but, you know, Tyreek Hill's ranked so much higher. If you like Chris Hogan better than you like Tyreek Hill, take Chris Hogan in that spot. And then I'll make fun of you, and it'll be great. <laughs> because that I'm would be ridiculous. I do. It's I know, just I'm an just example, saying. yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, I do like Chris Hogan, though. More true. specifically... Uh, what is, what is, uh, what are you looking for? I guess this season, this, like what's, yeah, what's one of your biggest things? I think there's one clear thing that stands out to me this year. Don't sleep on running backs. It's always yeah. been an old adage, you know, take running backs early and all that. This year, there are like 13 running backs who you can feel good about having as one of your starting running backs. And then it's all flyers, all question marks, all kinds of stuff. You don't want to sleep, especially in those first two rounds. I think you have to come out of the first two rounds with a running back this year. I completely disagree. Uh, because I am a big zero running back theory guy, which means you don't really take, you just take what uh, it's worth. And there is nothing but wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver in uh, this year. There's wide so many ways. So deep. So deep. Year. And uh, those are what are going to get you the most points, in my opinion. And then you just start picking off a lot of the question marks, in which James Seltzer is saying. I'm a big fan of that after the fourth and fifth round. But um, I'm going against him and Sigmund Bloom, which is not a, it's not great. So take a running back early is what I'm going to say after that. Uh, let's go to uh, Owen in Glassboro who's been hanging on. Owen, thanks for calling in, man. How are you? I'm living the dream. Excited to call, especially after that last call. <laughs> Just let me say something about Johnny Marks. He's a 50-50 devil's advocate. Sometimes I want to smack him in the face but he's playing his role to progress the conversation. And if you take it too personal and too seriously, then you are a fool and don't understand how radio or TV show works. And that's just what he's doing because somebody has to get the conversation started. But any who's about us, about the Eagles, yes. um, 
I'm not worried about nothing. Baby mama James Celso over there knows I'm going to talk about. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. I lost my virginity. And now that I've lost my virginity, I know what it's like to have sex. I ain't worried about the next time I have sex. If I get it, it's going to be better than ever happened before. Oh, oh and so. I got to say, your experience and my experience of losing virginity is, is way different because I was like, oh, God, I got to do that again? Ah. Uh, hey, look, 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 look. Ah. Hey, let me, let me tell you something. When you wait, when you wait 60 plus years to have sex, you finally get it. Well, that's true. Sexual, that's true. Okay? All right, let fair enough. Let me break it down yeah. for you, brother. Okay. So I, I, I don't wait at my father's lifetime and my lifetime to have this sex. So now, hey, we get another one. Cool. It's all right, baby. I mean, she's going to come to me. She's not. I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to enjoy the ride. Date after date after date and hope that I get laid again at the end of the season. That's all I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? That's, That's, fair. That's, That's fair. That's a hell of an analogy. Yeah, right? you just, it was a great you, night. And hope that it happens at the end of the night. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're good whoa, with a little kissing now. Just a little kissing's I, fine. You're yeah, fine. You, you know what I'm talking about. When you the porch light come on and my pay to go home. Every night's exciting right now. We're Super Bowl champions. I'm out here with a condom stud, Captain America on my chest. They know I done won. They know I got laid. And everybody got to deal with it week in and week out. So I'm excited. You know, uh, besides oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I mean, that's yeah. a fantastic. Because the only thing I can think now is that meme that goes around where it's got the kid blowing the trumpet or saying the Eagles won the Super Bowl. If you change that out to, I just had sex. It's the that's same right. thing. It's the same that's thing. Right. I like it. Hey, it is. Uh, uh, let me let me throw something in there for the fantasy people out there listening. Yeah. Um. Everybody is down on uh, um, the Packers tight ends. Uh, if you watch this, everybody brings up, don't, yeah, don't bring Jimmy Grant. He is going to light the world on fire. For the last five years, uh, uh, the, the wide receivers get all the touchdowns. I guarantee you, Dallas Donuts, he's going to be lighting Jimmy Graham up. If you can get him in your league, get him. I know James just said don't fall in love with nobody, but I'm just saying that's a, that's a pro tip from a pro over here in these streets. Well, Go ahead and grab yourself <laughs> up Jimmy Graham. Well, we appreciate that, Owen. Thank you so much, man. We love when you, you call guys. in, bud. Go Birds! Go Birds! Go birds. And well, that, I tell you, I told you, yeah. it would be a much, a much better much call better. than Mike's call before. I feel, uh, I feel rejuvenated. I feel rejoiced. Yeah. I feel all of that. But I will say, did you catch any of that Packers Steelers preseason game? No, I didn't. I mean, I mean, Jimmy looked really good. Yeah. The only issue is now is their offensive line again sucks. So that means that's going to be less targets for for Aaron Rodgers to throw and you know, uh, there's not a, not a lot of less one. Not a, not in a Aaron big amount. Rodgers, I'm just saying. It's almost like you know, it's like the Russell Wilson thing with the battle lines. I think. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have success no matter who's blocking for him. He he just makes. Oh, but I'm plays. just saying, if you're worried about Obviously. him getting injured again, or you know, Obviously, sure. If uh, Anthony Barr wants to start a fight or something, I think their line is is it's not awful. I would say it's like middle of the pack, probably. Yeah, all no, I know no is no pun intended. <laughs> all I know is Jason Spriggs. Uh, I finally have to close the book on him because he is terrible. Let's go to Chuck in South Jersey. What's up, Chuck? Hey, what's up, John James? Chuck, good to hear from you, man. How you doing? Look, I got to get something off my chest here. Don't have nothing to do with you guys, but uh, maybe it has to do something with James because he works with Button Boy the camera over there. <laughs> Every time I call, I'm saying, hello, hello, hello. He goes, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hangs up on me. Yeah, well, he has some hearing issues there, Chuck. So <laughs> he seems to miss a lot with the ears. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Anyway, um, and uh, Idiot Mike, everything he said, he represented. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Everything he said, he represented, so he was actually talking about himself. That's a great point. He comes in being all negative, all pissed off. That's a great point, Chuck. Yeah, I'm like, like, you're talking 
talking about everybody else, and if you listen to yourself, you would be the one you were talking about. That's a great point, man. That's such a great point, Chuck. Oh, You're dead on with that. Absolutely, Chuck. We appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks for chiming in. And uh, there's uh, still a big hour to go. It is Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, John Barchard, all with you till 3, right here. It's on Sports Radio, 94 WIP. 888-729-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer, John Barchard, here with you till 3 o'clock. I got to say, uh, it is not because of hate. I promise when this comes out, it's not because of hate. Uh-oh. That's a very, it's a, a little nerve-wracking when you, you know, lead with that. It's, everybody goes, oh, what's the, he about to say here right comes now? the Big Ten take or whatever it is. Don't take Saquon Barkley in the first round. That's Ooh. my, that's his, that is my first advice. If you're going to take, like, you're fine. I'm with James. I'm with Sigmund Bloom. If you want to take a running back early, that's, a, duh, of course. That's been a, an old fantasy adage for a very long time. There's a lot of great ones. Don't. Put your entire season on RB1 Saquon Barkley. Just don't do it. And there's, there's so many other good ones. Melvin Gordon on the top. You know, even I will even say if you want to take Zeke because I th- still think Dallas is going to oh, be I pretty run heavy. I think Zeke's ahead of both of those guys. Absolutely. Le'Veon Bell, all those. Like well, people obviously. are, people are trying to trade. I've seen Saquon Barkley average draft position is ADP, like be the sixth overall guy or the fifth overall guy. And I, I know Penn Staters, calm down. It ties into what James was saying earlier of, don't fall in love with a player. Everyone loves Saquon Barkley. Wait. That offensive line sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. It is Pat Shermer has not done anything different than Ben McAdoo in starting that offense. It is the same check down target stuff. Yeah. Are you going to, I mean, people are already projecting. I'm talking to Emory Hunt and people, all these that are covering the Giants. Oh, easily. He could have 1,200 yards this year, 1,300 yards this year. I'm not saying he couldn't, but man. That's a pretty big bet. That's my first first fantasy advice of the year for everybody. I don't agree with you in waiting till the second round, but I, I I look. He shouldn't go ahead of Kamara, and he obviously shouldn't go ahead of those top four with Zeke and David Johnson and Lev Bell and. Tom but I'm just Gurley. looking at like, are you going to take him over Antonio Brown and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones? Him, yeah, I take him over DeAndre Hopkins yeah, and Julio Jones. I would. No way, I would. I would. Michael Thomas neither. Like I, I'm making sure those, those guys are off the board first before he yeah. even lands on my roster. I understand that. I just think. I think the Giants are going to feed Saquon Barkley. They took him with the number two pick in the draft. He is going to be a monster part of that offense. And I, look, I, I think some of the hype is is slightly overblown, but he's still really talented. Of course he is. Yeah. And I think with the amount of usage he's going to get, the amount of touches he's going to get, I think that's valuable. I think that's when you're in the first round, and I understand he's a rookie, but you know, you want touches, you want opportunity. And I think that he is at that spot. You're going to get more opportunity out of him than you will out of others. Speaking of, uh, of, of usage and opportunity and love out of, uh, just switching back to the Eagles and something we touched on the podcast here. I'm uh, I know that it makes sense in the most sense. It probably even makes sense for the Eagles not to resign Ronald Darby. I'm having a hard time accepting that. I know what's ahead. I know you got to pay Carson Wentz. I know that there's decisions to be made on what Brandon Graham is or isn't. That's a premium position. And I still have the feeling that a lot of Eagles fans don't believe that Ronald Darby is a good corner. I agree with you. Or a great corner. I think it's crazy to me. And and I know the interceptions aren't going to be there. I, I, I wish I could make his hands bigger. Sorry. You know, that's been this thing since Florida State. Hey, how come he doesn't have any interceptions? Because he's got tiny little troll hands. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but he's athletic enough. And he can, you know, the pass breakups, the, the way he's ability to, to shadow pretty much everybody. He's been through three de- defensive coordinators now, three of them in three years. So this is fourth year, and finally, it's the same guy. It's the same secondary coach. It's the same philosophy. And uh, as a reminder of going back to, I think it's 2016, and his tape against NFC East opponents and holding down Odell Beckham Jr. and all that, 
he does have the ability to be a shutdown corner, and I'm blown away by how much people, oh, yeah, just trade Ronald Darby for whatever you can get. Hey, the Dolphins are looking uh, for corner help. Maybe you can just send them on down there. Why? Why? That's the other question I don't have is why do people want to suddenly move on from Ronald Darby? We don't know the corner situation, how it's going to fall out. Do I want Sidney Jones playing in the nickel his entire career? No, absolutely not. But uh, I think Ronald Darby could be better than Jalen Mills. I think Sidney Jones could be better than Jalen Mills. So let's wait. You have two years to figure that out. I'm I'm all about resigning Ronald Darby long term. I think Ronald Darby the, at least the option should be open. Yeah, I think Ronald Darby's the best cornerback on this team, and I think a lot of people don't look at him that way. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he got hurt in his first game here and and missed eight games and never really got back to the guy that he was in Buffalo last season. We saw flashes of it. You know, the recovery speed, the ability to to stay with people, like you said, he is. He is so talented, and I don't think that Eagles fans know how talented he is because they haven't seen it on their team. Look, a lot of people don't watch Bills games. <laughs> how many Bills games do you watch? Unless you're going and three. watching I've the tape. Three? Right. Unless yeah. you're going and watching the tape and all that type of stuff, you don't know how good Ronald Darby is, how talented he is because of what we've seen in this city, and obviously the Super Bowl, maybe not his best game, all that type of stuff. Ronald Darby is awesome, and we're going to be a few weeks into the season, and everyone's going to be like, oh, thank God they didn't trade Ronald Darby. Right. That's what's going to happen. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, maybe the movement will, will go there, and then it's the spoil of riches of, hey, because they have considered it. The Eagles reportedly have considered trading him, you know, in the offseason during OT, Look, somewhere around there. consider trading everyone but yes. Carson Wentz. Yeah, like, of any, course. Anyone is on the table if there's a, a deal for it, you know? That's that's what how he does. Well, not everybody. I mean, you know what I mean, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. In theory, if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'll give you six first-round picks for Jason Peters, you say, yeah, sure, no <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying everyone is theoretically on the table. You should be exploring anything, especially with Darby, as much as I love him, and you do too. He is heading into the last year of his contract. Right. That is a premium position where if he has a monster season this year, he's going to get paid. So I understand. I think you should look into it, but I'm happy that it looks like they've decided to keep him here. I think that's a lot of because, uh, you know, you're, you're judging a lot of things right now, especially Razul Douglas, who... I, I I don't I have to go back and watch again maybe for a third or fourth time again didn't really stick out that much is and that's a guy that I absolutely love that I want to work out I think that's why I mean you're looking at depth and you're looking at a lot of different stuff if they feel like he could step in there and take over that role then yeah I think that would have been an easier decision to make but now it's probably why they didn't and that just to me again opens up the door of let's see how they plays out this year let's see what Razul does let's see what Maddox has. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that this has gone from 2017, no corners, this is terrible, Patrick Robinson's awful, you have to trade for Ronald Darby. Now it could be one of their biggest strengths going into the season, not only with the secondary, but with Jordan Hicks back, I think is an, another humongous deal. Just in the tackle alone on Chris Hogan <laughs> in the middle of the field, that changes your dy- the dynamic of the defense. I know that we are so big on the pass rushers and the rotation that they have, and that's great. But now you're adding that, okay, now they can actually hold for that extra .75 seconds longer to go get a sack or Jordan Hicks can protect the middle a little more. I think this defense is about to be amazing. It's finally going to get there with Jim Schwartz. Yeah, look, I think Hicks, we haven't talked enough about how important Jordan Hicks is because they won the Super Bowl without him last year. So you kind of forget when he's healthy and when he's on the field, what an impact player that guy is at that position. He, I, I don't remember a player coming into the Eagles at that position and being in the exact spot he's supposed to be in every single time as recently as Hicks. You know what I mean? Like, he is always where he's supposed to be. The instincts, the way he plays the game, 
he is a great football player, and I think we kind of forgot it a little bit as we watched the Eagles win the Super Bowl without him. But uh, the cornerback thing is is insane. And we talked about this recently, but the concept that, you know, after 2017, we would have said the worst group of wide receivers and worst group of cornerbacks in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. And now it's like we have way too many of each. It is uh, it is amazing. And we talked about this on the pod at Go Birds Pod on Twitter, the most recent uh, reaction show. But that Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas, uh, you know, we've given a lot of credit to Howie Roseman, probably not enough to Joe Douglas. But what, no, those, what those guys did, attacking positions of weakness and building them into massive strengths in a very short period of time, is amazing. One offseason. It's unreal. Two offseasons, yeah, I guess. It yeah, doesn't comparatively, happen. It but, doesn't happen. Uh, and that's what makes everything else great about it. As much as you know, we've been saying, like, you should be concerned about health. You should be concerned about a bunch of other different things. The wide receiver competition to be wide receiver four and five means you're going through guys that could probably have started... Not only for the Eagles team in 2016, but somewhere else. You know, Wheaton is is a guy that's on the bubble. And, uh, I'm, you know, none of us are high on right. Marcus Wheaton to begin with anyway. But Aiken He's a the same who way. Started, they're they're right. guys who have started games in the NFL. You know, right. not And not that you know, distant past. And the same with the corner position. Because I do think Razul Douglas could start somewhere for somebody at CB2. But they're waiting until he's almost picture perfect. Like, it's it's pretty awesome to see that. Uh, this is getting set up, and then, boy, oh, boy, 2019 is going to be fun, guys. Like, this is, uh, uh, you know, in a lot of different ways, because we're going to argue about everything in well, 2019. We're going to be the repeat champions, too. Well, of course. So well, maybe we won't care. Like, more fun. Okay, thank, be, we're, thanks, we're, Brandon we'll Graham. We'll be going actually, for the first three now. times in a row Super Bowl <laughs> champs. That'd be really fun. I'm with you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason. There's going to be a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of ammo and hopefully a lot of cap room as well. 888 Oh, I see our good friend Kenny from Bethlehem Kenny. on the line. Kenny, what's up, buddy? Not only are we going to repeat as Super Bowl champions, we're going 19 and 0, baby. Yeah. What talking about, no buzzers from us, Kenny. Absolutely. Jimmy Johns, great show. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> are you, you listening, everybody? Head? The sandwiches yeah. are great, by the Did way. Did you make any headway on that, Kenny? Yeah. Have you got us a sponsorship yet? I know you're working on it. I got to tell you. I mean, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. <laughs> I live in Bethlehem. We don't have one. Oh man. oh man, we're 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 in the Stone Age. We're lucky we got Primos for crying out loud. Well, I mean, it <laughs> is great. It too. is a pretty yeah, spectacular yeah. sandwich, the Primos. Good. We have one right down the street as well. So, yeah. oh God bless you, Jimmy. I don't think I've ever heard you go off on anyone. Yeah. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> well, he, what, what am I supposed to do? He was spouting nonsense. I can't just let him spout nonsense here. I, even after the failed Oklahoma drill, you didn't go off. <laughs> oh, I boy. love this. <laughs> It was great. It was like it was like fake irate Kenny took over your body for a second. It was awesome. Yeah, now it was it was a sight to see Kenny. We've got uh, what do you uh, you got a, a Brandon Graham jersey story? I do have a Brandon Graham jersey story, but if you if you guys will if you guys will allow me, really quick, and it's never real quick after somebody says it really quick, so I understand. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Jimmy, first of all, thanks for putting my drunken, evil Nick Foles on time. Yours, my uh-huh. pleasure, as always. And, and John, I don't it was know if hilarious. You remember, it was an all timer. I, I I didn't think it was going to make it. And I was like, oh, cool. Good, good response. John, I don't know if you remember, but my son and I met you a couple weeks of ago. Of course. Outside yeah, right outside the station. station. Yeah. Okay. And uh, as we're walking away, my son says to me, you realize you just introduced yourself as Sean Connery. And I kind of <laughs> hung my head in shame. I was like, yeah, but that's, you know, it's, it's for identification purposes only. Right. right? Of course. 
It's just okay. like Twitter handles, like you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm uh, Two Bit Blitz or whatever. Yeah. It says, oh yeah, my real name's Frank. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So okay, living in the Lehigh Valley and being a Philadelphia sports fan can be kind of divisive because number one, we're equidistant from Philadelphia and New York. Plus, you got Steelers fans, other fans mixed in, whatever. So yesterday, I'm going to get my car inspected, and I like to elicit a response every once in a while. And Jimmy knows I'm a Jersey guy. So I put on my Brandon Graham jersey, and I go to the car dealership. And uh, unfortunately, the last lap was actually on the dealership for what they charged me. But ha, Suckers! Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, as, as I'm getting ready to uh, bend over and take it, the mechanic comes out with my car, and he notices my jersey. He's like, oh, man, if I had known you were an Eagles fan, I would have done a worse job on your car. He's like, we lost two guys in the playoffs. And I'm like, and I just kind of give him a confused look. He says, I'm a Vikings fan. I'm like, oh, oh. a Vikings fan in New Jersey. Man. In, in, no, in Bethlehem. Oh, Bethlehem. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, I, and I said, well, good team, bad day. And he said, <laughs> it would have been a different result. Had it been in Minnesota, oh, I said, yeah, I said, yeah you, guys, you guys might have scored seven more points. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> and he, it, it was good answer, so I, I figured you guys would appreciate that story. I have no point, so may God have mercy on my <laughs> No, I appreciate it, Kenny. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, listen, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how Vikings fans get out to the Lehigh Valley, but uh, you need to stop at the Hamilton if you're out in the Lehigh Valley. Get yourself an old-fashioned. They make Look one of the best you. that are out there. That's how it's right. out the old-fashioned. I'm a big old-fashioned guy. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Dennis in Mount Laurel. What's up, Dennis? Seltzman. Dennis, what up, brother? How you doing? I'm, I'm good, man. How are you? No bloviating now. <laughs> with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave, leave that hammer garbage back in, you know, during the week now. Yeah, that's right. That's Anytime right. you're ready, Joe, by the way. Uh, just just saying. You know, Mickey Morandini. John Marcher, hey! we can just keep the losses coming if he wants to. Shout out to Mickey, Mickey Morandini, my yeah. hero. Mickey Morandini beat the hammer yesterday, beat him bad. Oh, it was so great. Good. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> hey, we didn't look so good Thursday night, did we? Not great. Now, it wasn't great, Dennis, but, uh, you know, I thought parts of it looked good. It just, the our offensive quarter- line overall, not, not great. Foles didn't our- have a good performance. Our third-string quarterback looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. I thought uh, the pro- that's the thing that shocked me the most about this is, one, why did Washington ever let that go and, and wanted to have yeah. Colt McCoy hang out with them? Secondly, uh, it, it's not just hype. Like there is obvious upside of why they want to groom him yeah. into yeah. a backup yeah. role or you know whatever. It's not just and again, fodder. shout out to Howie and Doug for recognizing that, yeah. taking Another him off thing. the practice squad, keeping him on the roster, being like, I "There's re- something here." I didn't realize he was that tall. He's like an inch taller than Foles. Oh Foles yeah, he said he's six. six. Yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, I thought Sonny was like 6'5 or yeah, something Yeah, his like face that. looks like he's 12, by the way. It yeah, always yeah, throws me over in the locker room. Arthur looks like he's got braces on. Arthur Quarterback just started a basketball team. Yeah, well, uh, Nick yeah. Foles is actually a really good basketball player. I don't know how. Like a legit, I've <laughs> but, uh, seen him play basketball. Like, the dude can play basketball. It's really impressive. You know, the other thing I thought about Thursday night is how classless the, uh, the coach was in running his starters out there so? for the whole half. I don't I don't mind the star as much. What I what I mind is and, and John Ritchie talked about this a lot is that Ritchie was upset. Yeah, because there cause there is a bit of an unwritten thing in the NFL where you know these guys are putting their bodies on the line, their careers on the line, all that type yep. of stuff, a violent sport. You don't need to have injuries in meaningless games. And what happens when teams are scheming and stunting and doing all this type of stuff and another team isn't expecting it, 
you create a, a much greater chance for injuries to happen. So an evaluation. For, yeah, too, which I think is from bad. that perspective, I think that was. I agree with him there. That that was not. And that was not supposed, right. Aren't you supposed to be evaluating your other guys to see who's going to make the too. team? Yeah, for, for sure, Dennis. I, I just I don't know. I don't get. Uh, I mean, use that as fuel. Go for it. If you need that to, if you see them again, then there's you know you want to. If you're kicking the crap out of them at some time when they make their Super Bowl run. Once again, and you, uh, I'm all about the pettiness. Look, I love that Buddy Ryan did the fake kneel down against Dallas. Me whatever. Too. If there is a, if there's a cross uh, conference rivalry between the Patriots forever, awesome. I think that's uh, that's a good start of it. If they wanted to go in and do that, let's go to Sean in uh, Philly. What's up, Sean? Hey uh, guys, thanks, Paul. I uh, I just wanted to talk to you real quick and see if anybody else out there actually noticed this. I wanted to see if anybody noticed that Mike Mayock on Thursday night seemed a little upset. I don't know if uh, he got a ring from the Eagles organization or if he was supposed to, but anybody else catch a little animosity in the beginning of the game there? <laughs> Not at all. Actually, I don't know. I didn't catch it. Didn't Why, what was he but saying? He, I mean, like, it would be really weird. He only does the preseason games. He's not really an Eagles employee except for yeah. those games. So I I, I, I don't know. I didn't notice it. Okay. So, you know, in the beginning of the game when they were talking, he was just talking about uh, earning the ring uh, for the organization and, you know, what does it take to get a ring? And uh, I don't know. I just want to see if anybody else picks up. I think you were, you're, Sean, you were looking for the deep state there and you didn't need to. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't hear anything from Mayock other than I will say a little bit of a faux pas. I did call out uh, Maddox instead of uh, Sidney Jones. When he got beat by Cordell Patterson, that's he said, the only thing. At one point, yeah. he said it's a double bubble, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, "What's a double bubble?" Yeah, double uh, bubble. I like some of those those yeah. Mayockisms, but I feel like he's just like throwing ones in there that are nothing now. Yeah. What's a double bubble? Double bubble. It's like so you have on if you oh, like, like a screen in the screen. Yeah, there you we'll go. Say, yeah, a little double bubble. Yeah, we're learning. We're there getting go. there. Bubble it's screen. preseason for everybody. Double, we understand. Double. I get it. <laughs> but it just it was a little uh, it was a little you know Mayockism. Uh, let's go to Rich in uh, Mount Holly. What's up, Rich? Yeah, a couple of calls ago made a great point. He used sex to the reference of how the Eagles made him feel. I just feel that everything's gravy now. I feel like a Super Bowl champ when you're watching preseason and you're coming up to this season. You know, it's exciting. You know, it's not just like it feels like all the pressure's off here. Like whoever thought, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see that Super Bowl win. Yeah, a lot of us didn't, right, Rich? I, I wonder mean, what that is for the players, though, especially the ones we talked about that aren't on the field for that. Like they don't. They don't feel a. I mean, they obviously there's there's got to be pressure somewhere on Carson, on Jason Peters, totally. on Darren Sproles. They weren't and on the field for it. That's going to transfer yeah. onto the team too to be like, hey, we got to win it now for these guys too. So, well, I'm, I'm just you know, I mean, as a player, I'm pretty sure they want to win one being right. out there. But as a fan, you know, let's face it. I mean, uh, I go watch the game and enjoy it as entertainment and as an Eagle fan and love it. And now it's just like, like he said, the last caller, like when you had your first, you know, it's the best, you know what I'm saying? And it'll go on forever. <laughs> it is. And I, I don't know if it'll be um, uh, as exciting, like we, it, for the preseason at least, like at, by this point, we're all going back and forth where we would be like, oh my God, you know, big V, he can't, he can't back up Jason Peters again. That must've been a fluke or whatever. I don't know what we'd be talking about if they lost in the Super Bowl. Well, the I, mean, I, th- I think we would. I think that a lot of the little things that used to make us angry and consternation and and all that, you know, we used to get so mad of it. Like Donald Pumphrey, we use that as an example. We argued to the death about Donald Pumphrey <laughs> last year, and now it's like 
You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We won the Super Bowl. We lost Wentz. We lost Peters. We did all this, and we still won. So I think it's kind of changed our mentality and let us know, like, all right, some of the little things maybe don't matter as much as we always kind of made them out to matter. Uh, 888-729-9494. We've got, uh, up, uh, got you up until 3 o'clock. It's uh, Go Birds Radio, James Seltzer, John Barchard, Jalen Ramsey. Had some interesting things to say this week. Want to get into those, too. That's coming up right after this on Sports Radio 94 WIP. So Jalen Ramsey continues to be my favorite player in the NFL. He was before the GQ interview. He has just gone up about 25 spots on the list awesome. in terms of that. So much so that um, you know uh, Matt Ryan is responding to his comments. I know Eli responded, Matt right? Matt Stafford's wife is oh, responding is to great. the comments. So great. But Jalen Mills just basically sat down and was just like, hey, what do you think of the quarterbacks in the NFL? And was open and honest about it and just rolled it right off. And like, hey. Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz going to be uh, competing for the MVP race every single year for the next five to ten years? Great. It's fantastic. I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right. And he was right about Eli Manning, and he's right about Matt Ryan, and pretty much every... I didn't... The only thing I disagreed with was Matt Stafford. You Matt like, Stafford's good. You like Jared Goff a little bit more than I do, yeah, but... Yeah, same. That's yeah. fine. But, that's fine. I mean, he's pretty accurate. He's I, a, look, I... We, we always ask for honesty, right, from our athletes, yeah. and we always get so mad when there's coach speaker, player speaker, whatever... This dude comes out and says it all, like no filter, and people are getting pissed at him. I don't get it at all. Yeah. And on top of that, like you said, and like we said before he was drafted, if you go back and listen, remember that. Yeah. Uh, that nailed that thing. We, yeah, we wrong like, on Wentz, he's but nailed Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's going to be a superstar immediately. He is. Yeah. He like he, there is an argument to be made. He might be the best corner in he football is. right now. Yes, there's. That's. Not, I don't think that's even a wow. question. I like it. And his mouth is probably number the number two corner in the NFL because that's how good he is. James Elzer, John Barchard, it's Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. Uh, the other thing that I, because uh, this was after he already got suspended from the Jaguars for a week. Oh, no, he doesn't get to play in Minnesota as they're uh, running the game right now uh, between uh, Jacksonville and the, and the Vikings. And it was him and uh, Dante Fowler who uh, got the hook because they got mad at reporters. Or uh, Jalen Ramsey was going out to defend against Dante or something like that. There was a fight that happened at camp and people were tweeting and doing about preseason fights or whatever. So Jalen Ramsey went to Twitter just to defend his guy. And good old Tom Coughlin, rosy cheek, who's probably smoking a pipe and his, his rosy red cheeks are still somewhere pipe. in the facility going, oh, you can't do that. That's not how we run things. And then suspend it for a week. Can you imagine in Philadelphia if it was Razul Douglas that went to Twitter and said, hey, Les Bowen, you like whatever you why are you making up stuff yeah come on last and then uh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> or kemsky or whoever joking, joking. uh and all of a sudden that uh, jeffrey Lori or dom slomensky or whoever just said actually because you attacked a reporter verbally on twitter we're gonna have to suspend you for a week what kind of an organization does that? That's a great question. I don't know. What, I mean, is, what I, is that about? Uh, Grow I, up. How yeah, about that? Like, I get some. It, look, it's Tom Coughlin. I yeah. think it's like you said. It, it's that you know, if you're five minutes early, you're late. That whole you know, hard ass type of thing. And I, 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 I think it's insane. It, I don't get it at all. It makes no sense unless there's something that we don't know about where maybe the coaches said, "Don't you know?" Specifically, they were told, "Don't." address this don't say anything about this in public or whatever and then he did maybe then i can understand you know your okay. your i'm just saying like yeah. i'm trying to work it out because i'm with you i don't see anything if they go to him and say hey dude don't say anything about this in public the whole team 
we want to just keep this announced forever. And then he goes and responds or whatever. And it's like, all right, you didn't listen to us. We're suspending for a game for that. That's the only type of thing where I could see and, and maybe semi understand it, but otherwise it's ridiculous. What a terrible punishment. I mean, being sent home on one of those grueling game, right? weeks yeah. of training camp and the second preseason it's like game. A, it's like a Sorry, gift. Man. They're like, thank you. See <laughs> you, ya. you have to stay in Florida while we go to Minnesota for the summer. Sorry, man. I know it stinks, but uh, the beach is right there. So enjoy, I guess. Enjoy a week off because what? What is that? What does that do for the, the rest of the team? Like, everybody well, has been going. I'm guessing they'll probably be pretty upset they can't go see the site where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that True. could be a factor. Yeah. I'm sure Jalen Ramsey is upset about that. 888 729 We have been uh, talking a little fantasy as well. And, uh, you know, I, I always go off of auction tiers because we're, we're finally, uh, my league has finally woken up and said, hey, that makes a lot more sense to do now that, you know, you have a keeper league over and over and over again. Um, as much as uh, we were uh, discussing, you know, running backs and wide receivers, in unless your name is Aaron Rodgers, just don't take a quarterback practically ever until you ha- absolutely have to. The lines are so stacked between, especially QBs like ten and twenty-five, that they're all going to be right around the same level. You don't need to rush it with quarterbacks. You never need to in any year, but especially this year. Hundred million percent agree with you yeah. i mean there are guys who are going like like you said qbs like eight through 16 which are all guys i'd be happy having as my quarterback the garoppolo's of the world the stafford's of the world the matt ryan's of the world the phil rivers of the world i mean those guys are going Kurt caviar yeah yeah sure all of them we're talking about fantasy here I, not winning actual important games so <laughs> Kurt caviar is really good for that but uh, i'm with you i think of all years I, i'm generally a weight on quarterbacks type of guy because you're only starting, unless it's a two-quarterback league, that's different. But if you're only starting one quarterback, there's just, you know, there's a, a higher chance that one of those guys you're going to get is going to be fine as opposed to starting two or three running backs, three or four re- receivers, whatever it is. There's just more depth at the position naturally. And then on top of it, this year specifically, there are a lot of options where I'd be happy. Because I will say that as much as people get into uh, putting tiers for specific positions, that's I don't do that. I put everybody in the same kind of tier. So like, I think depending I like on to one do of both. those, I like to yeah, have a top separated. list. And then, cause I think what it is earlier in the draft, you're, you're taking the best player. You're trying to take the best player. And, and that's where that matters. But once you start to get to a certain point in the draft where you're like, all right, I've already got a quarterback. I've already got my starting lineup or whatever. Then I'll sometimes go to the positions just to see how they break down and what I need to fill and stuff. But I agree. At least for the first five, six, seven rounds, you should be just taking the best player on the board. Here's the biggest one, probably for a lot of Eagles fans. Uh, what do you do with Carson Wentz in fantasy football? Oh, it's a good one. Because, uh, you know, I could could honestly see you getting past the first couple of weeks of the season. Maybe if Foles has to go or whatever, there's a, there's a lot of good backup quarterbacks that are going to be starters. But where do you take Carson Wentz overall? Now, let's say it's a Philadelphia-based draft, too, because there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans wanting I'm not going to get him in a Philadelphia-based draft. Right. If, if it's he's going higher than, than where he should, I won't take him. But... I, look, I think that he'll. I think again. I've thought that he'll probably miss a game or two or whatever. You factor that in, but I think ultimately the upside of Wentz, where he's at, I like him more than that group of guys we just mentioned. The the Garoppolo's, the Caviar's, all those guys. Or you should <laughs> say Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is, for yeah. those who yeah. don't know. Um, I like him more than those guys. I would take him ahead of those guys, but he is definitely below. Where if, a fully healthy Carson Wentz in my mind is a top four or five fantasy quarterback. I think he's more like a six, seven type of guy just because of the risk and the, you know, you're unsure when he's actually going to get in the field and what he'll do once he's on the field. 888-729-9494. Let's go to Tom in Garnett Valley. What's up, Tom? Hey guys. Hey Tommy. 
Hey, how you doing? How was your vacation? It was Good? great. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, he didn't bring me back anything. I'd like to add. <laughs> Very disappointed oh, really? in that. Yeah, it was outrageous. Uh, isn't it really good though that we're defending Super Bowl champions? Like, oh, it is. It's the best so, feeling uh, in the world. Just, and we're we're going to be taken this way the whole year. You know, it's it's really fascinating. Uh, and as far as you know, I was hopeful that I'd see one in my lifetime. I I don't know that I'm as negative as most Philadelphia fans. I mean, I remember a buddy of mine telling me two years ago when. Uh, Peterson was a first-year coach. He said, "Oh, they won't win three games." I'm like, "Come on, really? They gotta be. They're gonna be better." Than that. <laughs> was that James you were talking to? Oh, uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying low. to make sure. I was not low. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a question, though. I just heard uh, we signed a Philadelphia Soul wide receiver. Yes. Where is he going to go, or is he going to make the team? And no, to make the team. Oh, no, no, hold on. Up. He's going to go. go in the. Fourth minute of the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game. Yes, and he's not. He's got Megan a place and not making maybe team. a little shout to Josh. He and is, say he thank is you. hopefully his best case scenario is he somehow gets on the practice squad, yeah. and, and I wouldn't well, bet on that. Well, who do you think the final uh, wide receivers will be? I think it's going to get pretty interesting here, Tom, because Alshon's staying here. That's I mean the first three guys off Alshon, the board. Yeah, Alshon Wallace and Aguilar are locks. So then, and I uh, think Hollins and Gibson are locks right now. Yeah, so now you're at five, I and think I'm you get one more guy, maybe. Really sure they hold on to six. Uh, Greg Ward Jr. is probably not going to be that guy. I think it's probably between Aiken and Wheaton, just but based and on maybe the Richard Davis is like a long shot guy, but I think be. I think it'll be Aiken or Wheaton personally. And I, I would like a shout outs to Richard Davis for running a punt back and forth to the one yard line to try and get Shelton Gibson a ninety nine yard touchdown. I appreciated the effort. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there quite there though? But yeah, it's going to be um, it's uh, it'll be it's, it's weird to say it'll be a fun battle for wide receiver six, but it will because these guys are going to work their butts off. What about Roberts, um, the tight end who's hurt? Uh... Oh Rogers, heard, Richard Rogers. Uh, oh Richard Rogers, yes. Yeah, uh, still no update on that. It was just uh, it was a knee, and I'm sure that'll be answered to tomorrow once Doug Peterson takes the podium. If he's healthy, he'll be the third tight end on Definitely. the team right. for sure. I was hearing someone they need him as a third tight end. Uh, and what what an jeez, what a weaponry to to have at your disposal. I mean. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. As uh, as that goes a long time, and we've talked about that too. It's just you've seen the 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 great things. Not only about the personnel, because that's not what you're worried about anymore. You're just looking for the added wrinkles. Shelton Gibson's one of those. Richard Rogers, who when he was signed, I was like, well, that's a waste of time. Uh, and now it's not. Uh, hopefully, he's healthy. And it's you know, thirteen personnel, three tight ends out on the field, one uh, running back, and then uh, a receiver is. Something that's probably going to continue to increase when you have those guys. And I know, well, hey, they had, you know, they had Selleck and they had Burton. Why didn't they do that? Well, it did from 2016 to 2017. That package stepped up. I've even seen crazy things in the red zone where it's like, ah, throw four tight ends out there and let's see what happens. And Richard Rodgers is like the fullback in that look. And you're going, okay, things are going to get a little more fun and interesting. But to me, the biggest part about this, and we've talked about this a lot, this is a spread offense that Doug Peterson is now running. It's a hybrid of all the great stuff about the college game that has kind of just been controlled and whammed now into an NFL offense. And by the way, it works. It works. And I believe that you're going to see a step up in Nelson Aguilar this year based off of that. And they're going, huh? Oh, jet motions work, huh? Oh, the the tight end trades work. Oh, interesting. And you add Dallas Goddard to all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what this offense does this year. Yeah, I mean, they, last year they were the best in the league in terms of using motion, in terms of using deception, all that type of stuff. Pearson's amazing at that. And you gave more weapons. 
he has more things that he can do. He has more mismatches he can create on the field. And he has such a great understanding of how to create mismatches. Again, with motion, with obviously mismatches among players, getting the right players on the right defenders, all that type of stuff. He's so great at that. And now you're just making it easier for him. I'm with you. I think we're going to see a very dynamic, very movement-based type of offense is your ton of motion. Because you have the the horses to do it, essentially. Like, that's one thing that it's, uh, you know, a full, a full Super Bowl Cle- talent. Clement and Sproles in the back yeah. of catch a pass. I mean, it's... it's it's Because those are the ones you're going to forget about. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to be covered. so dynamic. The double bubble, how about that? Double bubble. Right, a little, little double more, bubble there. Little, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double screen, double bubble. There you go uh, with uh, with options to do it. 888-729-9494. It is uh, Go Birds Radio heading into the last segment. If you have fantasy questions, if you have uh, questions about, uh, you know, maybe some uh, position battles. That's the thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about position battles. Because <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. We're talking about wide receiver six, running back four. Who cares? You know? I, I will say, though. Do you think that they even keep four running backs at this point because of all the That's uh, a great question. Yeah, I... I I would say yes if I had to bet, and I if I had to bet right now, I'd bet on Josh Adams, even though you know he's been nicked up and back and forth. But uh, I could see a situation where they don't. They've they've gone with three in the past before, um, and maybe throw one on the practice squad. One of those guys you think you'll yeah. make it to, through to there. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. If I had to bet, I'd say yes, but it's not a lock. Well, congratulations to Wendell Smallwood. I guess you know that's Dang. what I say because Wendell he's just hanging on, loves it, unbelievable. Uh, James Seltzer, John Barchard, in with you until three. Right here, it's Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Phillies and Mets coming up at 4.05 right here on 94 WIP. Somebody named James Seltzer is doing leading off. Who's that? I don't know. We'll have to find out at 3 o'clock. As, uh, I've been noticing that, too. I uh, Last night, I was scoreboard watching everybody. Me, too. Phillies. Uh, I was actually watching the other games after the Phillies game. Like Not just scoreboard watching. I went and watched the other Braves game. Went and watched the end way, of the Cardinals the game. Yeah, yeah, shout out to two straight. Go and, uh, I will never thank the Cardinals for anything. So. Well, they lost. So I know. Yeah, I won't oh, even no, thank they, them for losing. Yeah, they they lost. They won yesterday, but lost or they lost the day before them. Won yesterday. Man, they're a game and a half. And you're, and and you're the baseball guy. How are Phillies are to... a game and a half up on them in the wild card. <laughs> uh, but it's um, I, it was I'm, actually I'm, good because they got a game on the Brewers. That's actually right. worked out well. We wanted them to to kind of take some from each other. So I'm well. glad that everyone got the hyperventilation, uh, hyperventilation out after the you know the 24 oh or 27 God. to four uh, the game. There was the takes. You know, relax. They won. They won game two. I don't know if anybody paid attention to that. They yeah. won the second game of the doubleheader. It was an embarrassment. There um, was a, a half a game. Uh, now they're half a game back, and yeah. uh, they gained ground. Yeah. I know they lost by 21s, but they gained ground in the NLEs that day. I know it doesn't look as good or whatever, but I don't care if you lose four to one or twenty four to four. A loss is a loss. And I'm here for Scott Kingery's pitches not showing up on the yeah, the radar. You know what, I think it's I'm, fun. I'm, I'm it's, all about it. Wait, would you rather see Austin Davis pitching the no. sixteen to four game? No, no it it's fun. At yeah. least there's something different about well, it. We know it's over too. Like it's not like whoa, you got to try harder for what? It was, it was it's August. It's and, hot outside. And, and forgetting the whole like you know fans paying and all that stuff. I get that. I get you don't want to see a bad product, but. But from just from Gabe Kapler's perspective, it would have been tantamount to malpractice to yes. waste a, uh, a reliever in that situation when you have another game that day. In an hour and a half F- or two F- hours. could go out and hurt himself in the first inning and you right. get nine innings worth of, of relievers. I mean, th- that was a no-brainer move by the manager. 888-729-9494. It's good when checking in Elijah, uh, who's online. What's up, Elijah? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Good. Listen, I know I'm not going to get a lot of, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make make it through this comment, 
you guys hanging up on me. But, uh, oh boy, hold on. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna buckle as my seatbelt first. As long as you don't curse, we, yeah. we'll let you yeah. we'll let no, you no, go. No, here. no, no. I got I got two kids in the car. I'm not gonna curse. Okay. Let me just say I'm a I'm a as big of an Eagles fan as there is. But I actually think the Eagles go seven and nine this year, and the Giants win the division. Uh, the Giants. Oh, are you guys still there? I'm, a, I'm still here because I want. I, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Why? Tell I us why. Think, I just. I just think this is the Giants' bounce back season, and they're going to get back to form. Eli's going to have a great season. The new Saquon Barkley is the real deal. And he is going to cause trouble throughout the NFC East. And I just don't see the Eagles matching up well with them. I just don't. I, I agree that Saquon Barkley. Out of their heads. Hold they're on, hold on. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk. Right Elijah, we'll let you talk. Okay. Uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm with you on, on Saquon. I think he's a great running back. I think he's going to be have a fantastic career. And we're going to be Chris out. But, I mean, you have seen that Giants offensive line, right? I have, yeah. I mean, it's you're uh, they, a better you're a better offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, you should they be are, starting Elijah. out there. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, they're they're going to bounce back from two wins, yes. But I mean, I know that the differences between hey, let's go get Leonard Fournette and hey, let's go get Ezekiel Elliott is the Jaguars revamped their entire offensive line before he got there to make it decent, and the Dallas Cowboys have been doing that forever because. You know, they went through DeMarco Murray, and then they realized that, oh, we don't have the same production with our three-headed monster with Darren McFadden and uh, who is the guy that shoplifted from Dillard's? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, and it's no longer um, in the league. Uh, whoever that was. Oh, that and then guy. they're like, hey, that guy. let's go make Tony Romo Joe, give him some... something, something Joseph, something. Yeah. Uh, but, but regardless of any of that, uh, it was... That's that's what they were set up to do. The Giants did the opposite of they have an Asian quarterback, a, a, not a good offensive line. And yeah, I know that they... Uh, they drafted uh, some offensive line help. You know, Joseph Randall. Joseph Randall. Uh, just yes. came into mind. Uh, it was but Joe something. I was like, it's Joe, Joseph. It's not a product for wins, Elijah. And, I, and it's been true of a... Uh, I mean, I know the last two with with Fournette and Zeke is... Even the Giants media guy is like, oh, plus eight wins in the win column. There's so much more to fix with that team. That I don't think they're suddenly going to win 12 games. Okay. Fair enough. Now, just switch gears real quick. Sixers. Man, that's the biggest uh, question that we have forever. I, I'm more interested in, do the Sixers have a general manager yet? And, oh, hey, look, they don't. They don't. Uh, and uh, lucky for them that this yeah. uh, this Philly season has been really, really good. I didn't expect him to, to go yeah, segue there. And it was quite a non-sequitur. By the way, how about the Sixers? Yeah, it's like, ah, guess we'll see. Team run it back. Yeah. You know, uh, let's go to uh, John and Manning. I can close things out. John, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, what's going on? Good, nothing, man. You guys aren't uh, bleeding green anymore, or what? We uh, we we uh, changed. Uh, we're Go Birds. We're the Go, Go Birds. Birds podcast. Yeah. Uh, really? All right. Same crew, so it doesn't matter, right? Basically the same crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I had a question for uh, uh, the first couple weeks here. The first one is uh, with Nigel Bryder, man. He's he's uh, disqualified for the first game, right? Yeah, suspended. suspended week yeah. one. Yep. Suspended. Yeah. Um, who do you think is going to fill that role? Because we're really we're really thin at linebacker. So uh, I was just uh, telling our good friend Mike here that uh, you uh, need to look after Leroy Jenkins. Is he's the guy that is kind of filling in, uh, kind of a journeyman linebacker who's uh, playing that Sam role. Came up from Jacksonville. Um, he hits hard, man. <laughs> and uh, I would suspect that you're going to see him a lot in uh, preseason game number three for at least one game. Yeah, who do you think is 
going to be the uh, linebacker on the other side. I know the, that that linebacker usually just plays like first down, but you know we still have to have a good guy over there. Kamu Gruje Hill or Nate Gary could be either. probably not Nate Garrett. Um, Might be Nate Gary. <laughs> either one. I know I think it's, they it's, like it's Nate a, Gary. There's a weird battle going. On. Yeah, Jim Schwartz loves Nate Gary. I think they like I, Nate Gary. I, I can't figure out why. Yet. I think I'd rather have Gruje Hill, but if I had to bet, I'd bet on Gary. Hey man, you're going to be segueing into the Phillies real quick here. Um, yeah, buddy. What do you think about you know I'm not, I'm not a big Adubel guy. Do you think uh, we should uh, let Roman Quinn get some more playing time? Really, we were just talking, just talking about, about that, John. Show, it's a good question. John. Uh, see, I think that there's there is an opportunity for Roman. I think they just kind of do what they're what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I I also believe that there might be another Odubel hot streak right around the corner. Yeah, there. look, uh, 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 a locked in Odubel, which he clearly has not been, is a better player than Roman Quinn. Period. End of story. And I also think, at least when you get down to the stretch run, and certainly if they make the playoffs, having Roman Quinn off the bench is a... He's a better bench guy than Odubel. He gives you more in the sense that he's a switch hitter, so you can bring him into more situations. He can come in as a pinch runner and be a real a real asset as a pinch runner. So I think that, um, at least from a roster construction standpoint, when you get into meaningful games, I think Quinn... Uh, it probably makes more sense coming off the bench in those situations. Uh, Herrera does get the start in center field today in a batting uh, seventh, so hopefully you can, you know, I mean, put, get some good juju going here. You yeah. know, we, we need you today, James. We need all the positive vibes. <laughs> yeah. of. I it's, don't want well, any. It's my, when, when they win, it's because of me, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest reason, so uh, I I'll want, do my best. And plus, I want all your Nick's, Nick Williams takes, mainly one because I've been so wrong about him from the beginning of the season, yeah. and I think Jack Fritz's ears also, you just need Jack to hear Fritz has come the Jack Fritz has come all the way around. Jack Fritz does not like to get off a take. He's a Nick Williams guy now. Oh, is, is that a, right? It is a crazy thing that has happened. He is he is on the Nick Williams bandwagon as uh, a lot of us are. Well, uh, hang in because uh, leading off is coming up next uh, with James Seltzer, that fine voice that you hear. I'm John Barcher. We thank you so much for listening to Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah, that is right. It is leading off. I'm James Seltzer taking you up. To Jim Jackson with On Deck, and then the Phillies taking on the Mets. Scott in L.A. will take you from there. As uh, Phillies coming off a win yesterday, 4-2, winning two straight, the 9-6 victory in Game 2 of the disastrous 20-1 loss day, where they lose 24-4 and everyone lost their minds, and then they've won two straight as they beat Noah Syndergaard yesterday. Aaron Nola just really making a Cy Young case yesterday with the... uh, Seven innings, eleven strikeouts, a two-two-four year on the season. He's fourteen and three. All the Phillies do when this guy pitches is win games, and uh, he's right there. I, I know uh, we're going to see another legit Cy Young contender today with Jacob Degrom. The wins aren't there, but the ERA under two. Jacob Degrom is an outstanding pitcher, and then you add Scherzer in there. It's going to be quite the three-horse race there. But Nola certainly has a chance over the last month of the season, month plus of the season, to. To take the Cy Young Award, which is a crazy thought, considering uh, how quickly Knowles made that jump. But big win yesterday. The Phillies win. The Braves lose to the Rockies. They get their butts whooped by the Rockies. It was awesome to see as the Phillies now only a half game out of first place. Yet again, again, after all the consternation, after all the the worry, all the panic. And, and that was something that I was saying both after the loss in game one against the Red Sox, where everyone started to panic there. They had lost five of seven. Oh, no, this is finally the team we expected. And then they bounce back. And then they lose by a 20-run game. And then they bounce back. That's all this team has done all season long. They've been resilient. they fought. And for an incredibly young team with a brand-new first-year manager, 
I think it's really impressive the the resiliency this team has that every time they face any sort of adversity, they bounce back from it. And and that and and that was what I was saying in this time when people were panicking and, and freaking out and saying, Oh, this is it. This is what we were waiting for. And I said, Why? Why now? All this team has done is bounce back. Why is this going to be the time that they don't? And it looks like yet again, like they've bounced back and you feel good heading into this last two games of this Mets series. I said going into the weekend, just take three of five. You just got to keep winning series. That's what they've been doing. And so far, two of three so far. Obviously, the uh, the one loss caused a lot, a lot of problems, a lot of anger, a lot of heartache and all that. But ultimately... Really not that meaningful in the grand scheme of things as only one loss is one loss. It doesn't matter whether you use by 20 runs or one run. It only counts as one loss in the, uh, in the loss column there as the Phillies now, again, only a half game back of the Braves. The Braves out in Colorado for two more. The Rockies have taken the first two of that series. The Rockies in the wild card race as well. They played some pretty good baseball as they are only a game back of, uh, of the second wild card spot. The Phillies currently your leader in the wild card race as they are game up on the Brewers for the second wild card spot, who are a half game up on the Cardinals and a game up on the Rockies, and then a game and a half the Dodgers back. Of course, the uh, Manny Machado led Dodgers a game and a half out of a playoff spot right now. But I think when you look at this, you have to be really excited about where this team is at as they start to get ready for the stretch run of the season. And a big one today, as I mentioned, Jacob DeGrom on the hill for the New York Mets, a Cy Young contender. You need to not allow the Mets to score runs today. And that brings us to today's player to count on brought to you by CTI Workplace. If your school district needs someone to count on for its network or tech solutions, count on CTI Workplace. And that guy is Jake Arrieta today. And Arrieta, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster at times with Arrieta. Obviously, a a decent enough start that went through the lull. Everyone thought he was finished and we heard all the complaints. And then Arietta granted his last outing, not great, but prior to that, we started to see the guy that they went out and paid for the guy who's pitched in big games, the guy who has been in these moments and had success. And also the guy we've seen over the second half of the season, uh, the last three years for Jake Arietta, much better second half pitcher than first half pitcher is Arietta finally starting to, it's funny because I feel like I had said a lot earlier in the season when, when games started to feel big for the first time, when, you know, for the first time in seven years, we were starting to have some sort of meaningful baseball games in May and in June and, and whatnot. I, I, I kept saying, this is the reason they brought Jake Arietta in here, to pitch these types of games. And it felt like for a while that that often was met with disappointment, that Arietta was not rising to the challenge. And that's been the exact opposite as of late. Obviously, that start up in Boston, probably the one that sticks out the most, Probably his best start as a Philly. But in general, Arietta finally starting to be that guy that they paid for. Starting to be that guy who can lead a staff, who can be your game two pitcher in the playoffs, and you feel good about it. Especially when your game one guy is the guy we are just talking about as a potential Cy Young winner in Aaron Nola. So today's player to count on for me, it's a no-brainer. It is Jake Arietta today. Is they're going to have to limit runs. Jacob DeGrom is... 